You're listening to Love and War with David Harwood. This is a weekly podcast where David offers spiritual insights that are aimed to enhance your relationship with God, yourself, and others. If you are edified by what you hear, please recommend this podcast to people you love. Now, here's David. Entering in, deciding. Sometimes we don't have to deliberately decide to hope. It is not unusual for disciples to experience an infusion of illumination from the Holy Spirit. Our hope becomes empowered when His Spirit communicates with us through Scripture. As we experience that, we can join with God and ridicule every layer of resistance seeking to derail or delay his purposes. Too much? Friends, there really is precedent for this. Recall the Lord's response to the world powers who reject his anointed one. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Psalm 2, 4. Obviously, God's purposes in our lives are not as momentous as the enthroning of the son of David. However, The pattern is repeated in the form of spiritually empowered adverse circumstances. When our souls are anointed to hope, our reaction to delayed answers are similar to God's. Anointed to hope? Yes. Recall Romans 15.13. There really is an unction from heaven to hope. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. One mistake that can be made is that we may expect a hope impartation to remain empowered without our active stewardship. We have to make a choice to maintain the grace. Even then, maintaining that decision may require diligent diligence. Have you ever waxed strong in faith and expectation one day and then a week later, find that your hope has waned, our faith can weaken. Should that happen, our hope anticipation suffers. We often have to wait for our hope to be realized. When we wait, how we wait, helps determine whether our hope fades or flourishes. Let's make an effort to provide an attitude that will encourage the increase of our anticipation. What I'm encouraging is similar to the parable of the sower, Matthew 13:23, and the one on whom seed was sown on the good soil. This is the man who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and brings forth some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. Words that birth hope germinate before long and bear fruit in good soil in good time. Let's provide that type of soul for God's purposes. Earlier in these meditations, we discussed the effective nature of the keys we have been given in Romans 15, 4 and 13. To use the keys, one first needs to pick them up. That requires a decision. Sometimes that choice can seem overwhelming. In Proverbs 13, we read that delays can be destructive to the health of our hearts. Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but desire fulfilled is a tree of life. When our expectation is delayed, 
our hearts can become exhausted. I'd like to make an observation and a suggestion. Prioritize God's honor. Challenge your soul. Throw down the gauntlet. Demand an answer. What type of person is God? Is he reliable? Demand an answer from your soul. Has he worked bad things out for the good in the past? Will his promises fail? What has he done for those you know? What has he done for you? Demand an answer. Has he changed? I've considered this scripture. I've read it, haven't you? Isn't it true? Hebrews 13.8 Jesus the Messiah is the same yesterday and today and forever. Consider the psalmist's understandable spiritual malady and the way he fought his way through. Psalm 77, 7-12 Will the Lord reject forever? And will he never be favorable again? Has his loving kindness ceased forever? Has his promise come to an end forever? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Or has he in anger withdrawn his compassion? Selah. Then I said, It is my grief that the right hand of the Most High has changed. I shall remember the deeds of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. I will meditate on all your work and muse on your deeds. I shall remember. I will remember. I will meditate and muse. So wrote the psalmist. We can do this too. Honor and expect. As we honor God, we will hope in his word. Remember the captive Judean elites? They had lived a soft life, but made a hard decision to remain loyal to their God at the risk of their lives. Actually, apart from amazing intervention, as far as they knew, it was at the imminent cost of their lives. The declaration of their allegiance to their God was the result of a prior decision. Here's the inspired record, Daniel 3, 16-18, Tree of Life Version. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to give you an answer concerning this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But even if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Faith was the root of their decision to honor God and reserve ultimate homage for Him and for Him alone. Their hope expectation was that the Lord would be glorified no matter what the outcome. It was similar to this. Paul wrote, According to my earnest expectation and hope that I will not be put to shame in anything but that with all boldness Messiah will even now as always, be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. Philippians 1.20 The other day, a colleague sent me a picture of his daughter-in-law's coffee mug. On this mug was the expression, Hope is defiant. 
Who knew that I'd be writing the same thing? I didn't. But let me express this clearly. At times, we have to stare an unchanging circumstance right in the eyes and see who blinks first. Here's an example of holy defiance. So Pilate said to him, You do not speak to me? Do you not know that I have authority to release you and I have authority to crucify you? Jesus answered, You would have no authority over me unless it had been given you from above. John 19, 10-11a Jesus was not intimidated by his circumstances. He did not back down. We can have the same attitude towards anxiety-driven discouragement or despair. Allow me to remind you that deliverances can come suddenly. Our ultimate hope will come unexpectedly. But at midnight, there was a shout, Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Matthew 25, 6. Here are a couple of analogies concerning hope's relationship to faith. It may be that, having believed and expecting to receive, we may experience a storm in our situations. I'm certain that we can endure many storms. However, sometimes there can be too much water, too much wind, and our capacity to withstand long-term delays can be weakened and collapse. The Lord spoke to something like this in the strongest terms, Matthew seven twenty four and 25. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and slammed against that house, and yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. If our hope is a building, then our faith is its foundation. Let's build our hope upon the basis of faith in Jesus' words. We can guard our faith by determining to honor what the Messiah has spoken. I'd like to end with part of a psalm. Here's an example of a deliberate, defiant decision to maintain hope. Please consider it and make it your own. Psalm 71, 14 through 21. But as for me, I will hope continually and will praise you yet more and more. My mouth shall tell of your righteousness and of your salvation all day long, for I do not know the sum of them. I will come with the mighty deeds of the Lord God. I will make mention of your righteousness, yours alone. O God, You have taught me from my youth, and I still declare your wondrous deeds. And even when I am old and gray, O God, do not forsake me until I declare your strength to this generation, your power to all who are to come. For your righteousness, O God, reaches to the heavens. You who have done great things, O God, who is like you, you who have shown me many troubles and distresses, will revive me again and will bring me up again from the depths of the earth. May you increase my greatness and turn to comfort me. We have a kingdom which cannot be shaken. In the light of the surety of our hope, let's offer praise in the face of every storm and hope in the Lord. Love and War is written and presented by David Harwood. 
theme song is Skirmish from the album Spontaneous Combustion by Leonard Jones. David has written several books, including God's True Love and his latest, Hope Again, Strengthening the Anchor of Your Soul, which contains a collection of daily devotionals. You can find links to these and others by visiting loveofgodproject.org and clicking on the book section. If you'd like to reach out to David, you can go to our Facebook page, Love and War DH, or send an email to loveofgodproject at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and please remember to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends.